ever wondered what hypnosis might be and what it can do for you? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere with your host, Inez Simpson. This is the show that talks to everyone from the experienced practitioner to the cautiously curious and yes, even the skeptics. Now, here's Inez Simpson. Hi, this is Inez Simpson, and we're on Hypnosis Everywhere, and I'm having a great time today, and we're going to have a good time because I have one of my best friends here, another hypnotist, and that's Wendy Weber. We came hypnotists at the same time, 1999-ish, okay? and we've sort of been on the same path. So we're going to talk about everything hypnosis today. So Wendy, do you want to just say hello and introduce yourself and give a little bit of your background? Hi, Inez. Thanks for having me. Okay, and then you want to tell them a little more about yourself? Oh, or I, more than I said? <laughs> uh, well, my name is Wendy Weber. I've been a hypnosis practitioner. Uh, let's see, I was certified uh, in 2000. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we've, we've followed much of the same path. We've got a lot of the same background, and uh, we should have some fun today. What I'd really like now from Wendy is sort of like, I keep telling you what I think hypnosis is, and that's why it's hypnosis everywhere. And I think everything is hypnosis. doesn't matter what it is, that you're talking to yourself, programming yourself constantly, you're having TV on, you're having um, people telling you what to do in commercials, all those sort of things. It's everything and everything. So I was just going to give Wendy a little bit of, she could tell me, what she perceives is she on the same page as me because maybe we can create some controversy here you never know that somebody might disagree with me (laughs) well you know one of the things that we're we're taught when we're when we're doing our training is to educate uh, the client about what hypnosis is and the reason for that is that there are so many misconceptions about hypnosis most of that comes from the uh, entertainment industry. You know, there's stage hypnotism and there's so many movies that incorporate uh, hypnosis into a storyline. And it, it tends to be kind of that Svengali sort of approach, you know, where the hypnotist is this dark, powerful person who's controlling the, you know, the, the subject. Yeah. Um, and so that's something that we want to kind of... Um, Um, clarify for a person because hypnosis is something that happens all the time most people don't realize that they're going in and out of hypnosis throughout the day in fact there's some research behind this that shows that um, you're going in and out of hypnosis every 90 to 120 minutes whether you realize it or not so if you've ever been sitting in a classroom for example uh, and uh, you you kind of notice that you just missed the last 20 minutes of the lecture that's hypnosis. What happened was that the body and the mind kind of work together and they need these breaks frequently throughout the day. And so when you find yourself checking out during the class or driving in the car is another example. We call that highway hypnosis. Um, When you kind of check out and you're not sort of paying attention to what's going on, that's part of that natural cycle that we're going in and out of throughout the day. Yeah. So that to me is hypnosis. You mean we're not all Rasputin? (laughs) 
No. <laughs> it's it's true though. They really give out this whole thing when you go to even the movies today. Even some of them have improved. There's still this whole idea that when people go into hypnosis, you know, even when they're doing the regression on the films, everybody sees everything like a film, and 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 it creates expectation in clients when they come to you and they say. Well, I don't really see anything, but you're a non-visual person. Yeah. You get your information yeah. in a different way. So true. So, so true. In, in fact, I i mean, I've done lots of regression myself. Mm. I, and um, most of the time, it's not a 3D <laughs> step into another, you know, yeah. uh, another experience. It's mostly a felt sense experience for me. Um, but I think you're right. It depends on how that experience was... Um, um, being downloaded at that moment, how it was being processed at yeah. that moment. So if it was primarily visual, then yeah. that that's probably how you're going to recall it. If that's it was right. more auditory, that's how you're going to recall and it's, it. It's natural on the point of clients and hypnotists to know what they're what they see or sense or know or feel and how they get information in and how they learn and all those things. But they always expect other people to be exactly the same. And, you know, even Wendy and I were doing these regressions. We're entirely different in how we do it, too. I have, I've had people who are like movies in their mind, but it's a unique situation. It doesn't happen. I envy those people. I know. I want to have the movie. (laughs) But this guy has movies even when you're talking to him. I mean, everything, that's how he, his... Yeah. So, you know, we tend to be more about feeling yeah. and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So we're more kinesthetic or whatever it is. Yeah. So we can get into all those things and aspects of learning, you know, that some of us are kinesthetic, some are this, some are that. But everyone can experience hypnosis in their own way. And if you don't tell clients that, if you don't educate the client, this is about it. Now we're educating the client all of you guys out there right now. Right. And that's what we're all about right now. Well, so, I, like yeah. to, I like to tell people that there's no right or wrong way to do it and you already know how to do it you've been doing it for your entire life in fact you're doing it every 90 to 120 minutes so you you know it, it's not really a big deal the big deal with hypnosis is what you're going to do with it how you use it yeah and the, so a hypnotherapist is trained to utilize that state for the purposes of self-healing and self-empowerment and it can be incredibly powerful it's really, I, I noticed, I mean, this. we've been in this field now, what, 18, 19, 20, whatever Shh, years. Don't count. Shh, whatever. <laughs> and, you know, when we first start, we start in a level of hypnosis, right? Yeah. And we, you, you, you think everything's so important about the induction and getting hypnosis in a person and all that. And like you said, when you find, you get more comfortable and you realize, mm-hmm. you know, it's a natural thing. As long as that client is educated, and there's always going to be a certain percentage of people that have maybe a little bit of difficulty and that they have to have some help but in general it's a pretty easy process true yeah true yeah so that's what we want you to know so if you were to ask and I I know Martin says that many times people ask all kind of questions and it's always the same you know they want to know what it does and what it is so Wendy according to you what what is it and what does it do because <laughs> that's the sort of questions you get asked, and uh, those you they can be answered in one liner, or you can right. get into it. Right. Well, my training was that hypnosis is the bypass of the critical function of the mind. Yeah. 
Boy, that's too fancy pants for most people. Okay. <laughs> so what I tell them is it's just no big deal. You're already doing it. Yeah. Um, however, the way I like to describe it is that we have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. Hypnosis is what gives us access to the subconscious mind. And so that's what that bypassing is all about. Yeah. The reason we want to communicate with the subconscious mind is because that's about 90% of our mental potential is there at yeah. that subconscious level of mind and that's the part of us that stores all our feelings and memories from the past uh, and that's where we can create change yeah and you know I keep telling people if they're in an emotional state they're in a high state of hypnosis precisely so you know be aware that's an awareness thing because you know when do you notice that the most is when you're fighting with someone or something mm-hmm. but positive or negative it doesn't matter if the high state of emotion that is all subconscious. Mm-hmm. So just be aware. Yeah, well, that's that's actually something um, that's really useful for anyone to know. Because if you happen to be driving down the road and be, you know, the first on the scene of an accident, for example, and the, the people that were in that accident are traumatized, they're going to be in a hyper-suggestible state. Mm-hmm. And so what you say to them when they're in that state can really have a powerful impact. So you want to have a very calm voice and say you're okay. There's someone here with you. You know, help is coming. Give them, those are positive suggestions. And it's very reassuring to a person whose mind is really wide open in that moment. And it will make a huge difference in their, if they're hurt in any way. Truly. That, that physically, that the healing will happen much easier and faster because you've, you've managed to calm that down right there and then. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's a little bit about emergency hypnosis that just comes on, but that's true. And uh, Wendy and I have been doing this for so long now that we're pretty comfortable in, in getting into other levels of hypnosis. Because once you get in, you understand how hypnosis works, then we get into a next level of what you do with it. <laughs> right? Well, you know, a lot of people don't recognize that there, you know, there are different different certification levels shall we say there's different levels of training there's very there's all kinds of it's kind of like medicine there's specialists in different areas of yeah. medicine and there are there are specialists in different areas of hypnosis so but most people think that all hypnosis is hypnosis is hypnosis yeah. um, and it really has is more about what you use it for if it's a natural state and we're all going in and out of it all the time anyway um, what you want to know is okay so how do you use it and um, we can you know we can break it down into three basic levels of training yeah um, the first level is the basic training. So that's where you go and you get certified as a hypnosis practitioner. And in those courses, the emphasis is primarily on the hypnosis. You want to learn what is hypnosis, how do you induce hypnosis, how do you deepen, how do you test for, you know, for state. If you're going to utilize it, you need to know how, where you are, how to make it happen yeah. and know when it's happening. Yeah. And, and so the benefit of that really is is learning how to observe when hypnosis is happening. It's all about observation skill. It's probably your most powerful uh, trait, you know. That's where Erickson came from. His, ex- you know, observation skills were usually really, really high, right? Absolutely. Milton Erickson uh, had... Um, 
um, multiple sclerosis when no, he was, was polio, uh, I think. What was polio, I think. Oh, it was polio. That's yeah. right. And he was bedridden. I think he was like 18 or yeah. 19. Yeah. He was bedridden. Yeah. And they didn't think he was going to make it through the night, but he couldn't move. And uh, so all he could do was just observe and uh, this developed a, a, an incredible gift within and to him. To keep himself from getting bored I think he used to watch his sisters and notice when they were and get them to be a little here get get at each other a little bit do the see how a manipulation I can do and you know so from that he became a great therapist mm-hmm. but you know we don't have I don't want to come at my knowing that way for sure that's a very difficult way but uh, and when you're doing that training that is all about that and you get to the next level well, yeah, most of us learned a progressive relaxation induction, for example. That's mm-hmm. that's the most fundamental um, induction process that most hypnotists learn. And the reason that it's so useful at a basic level is because it's slow. Mm-hmm. And it allows you to observe a person's responses to the suggestion. Yes. So if I say take a deep breath and let that breath go, mm-hmm. I can see a response happening yeah. to that. Yeah, and then after a while you realize, well, I don't need to do it this slow, and I think I'll go into more um, what you consider more rapid inductions. And, you know, over time, it's about the hypnotist getting comfortable. Right. So when we get to the intermediate level, this is when we introduce therapeutic techniques. Yes. This is when we're going to, and that's where we want to use a rapid induction because now it's about getting a result. Yeah. And uh, to get those results, you don't want to be wasting a whole bunch of time on a long-winded, boring induction, which frankly gets really old really quick. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to just go to break in a moment here. And so just to round it up, that is all about basically what hypnosis is and what we utilize it for. We're going to go after the break. We're going to get a little more into it. And off we go to break. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here, the host of Hypnosis Everywhere on Voice America, and I'm here to give myself a plug. I want to plug three things that give me joy in my practice. First is working one-on-one with clients to work with them to get the outcome they desire. And as you know from the show, hypnosis covers a broad spectrum. And as a Voice America listener, I'm offering you a free consult. If you're curious or you feel hypnosis may help you and you want to find out more, go to InezSimpson.com and click on my client page. Second, mentoring. I love to work with hypnotists, new or who've been in the field for some time, and they want to change things up or move ahead or whatever it may be. You can find out everything at inezsimpson.com forward slash mentoring. Third thing, 
The Simpson Protocol. I'm passionate about teaching hypnosis and especially Simpson Protocol, which I teach around the world. And you can find out all about that at SimpsonProtocol.com. Talk soon. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at VoiceAmericaTRN. Listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Inez, that's I N E S, at inezsimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Hypnosis Everywhere, and my guest is Wendy Weber, and we're just going to finish off about the third level of our training sessions, and and we're going to go into where I want to find out where her passions lie. (laughs) So, Wendy, you want to just just finish off that last little bit, and then we'll get into something more interesting for you, because you'll be passionate about it. Okay. Okay, so the basic level is really the focus is on the phenomenon Mm -hmm. of hypnosis, um, because that's the tool that we use as hypnosis practitioners. The second level is therapeutic hypnosis. So this is what we're going to use the hypnosis for. It's to get a result. Yeah. Uh, and, and, of course, hypnosis is, uh, can be used to deal with things like anxieties and um, um, somatic issues, physiological issues, all kinds of stuff. The list goes on and on. I'm not going to waste time with that. So at an advanced level, you're working more with emotional issues because the subconscious mind is the emotional mind. And so this is where you're getting more into releasing internal blocks and emotional blocks. And those are the things that can really block a person from doing and having and being what they want in life. Yeah. So those are essentially the three levels of, of training and experience, um, as I see it, at least. And that's actually taken in, you've done all kinds of trainings in hypnosis. I mean, I don't, I think it's just endless amount of learning you've done, but it's taken you to a passion with something that you actually even did right from a young person. Well, before I got into hypnosis, I guess what got me got me into hypnosis in the first place, um, because I honestly, I'm not one of those people that say, oh, yeah, you know, I've come from a long line of hypnotists, you know, and <laughs> I was I was doing inductions when I was three years old. I'm not that person. Uh, I didn't even think about, I probably didn't even know what it was, yeah. to be honest. Um, I, I, I was reading a book, and the book was, had been, it was called The Healing Power of Illness. Mm-hmm. I used to own a spiritual bookstore. Mm-hmm. So I read mountains of books, as you can imagine. Uh, and this particular book just really grabbed me. I, I was on my fifth reading. Now, I don't have time to read books more than once. <laughs> but this one I was on for my fifth reading, I had highlighted the thing to death. I had made notes in the margin, and there was just something about it I wasn't getting. And one day I had what I call my V8 moment. I got the skylight in my living or in my dining room. And I was standing there, I had the book in my hands, and the sun was coming through the skylight and literally hit me in the forehead. And I went, wait a minute, regression. All the research in this book is based in regression sessions. And some little voice in the back of my head said, wait a minute, 
isn't that hypnosis? <laughs> and that, did, did, within a few days, I was, you know, doing research on, on the internet to find out where I could learn hypnosis. So that's what got me into it. But it wasn't the hypnosis I was interested in. I was in the healing power. Mm-hmm that was possible through the hypnosis so um yeah that led me on a long path of of learning through all kinds of things my first training um was in basic hypnosis Mm -hmm. so i learned how to do inductions and deepeners and how to deliver suggestions and then i got my first client Mm -hmm. and my first client was uh, she had an emotional issue And I didn't know how to deal with that. I hadn't been trained for that. And I knew, oh, this is a job for regression, but I didn't know how to do that. So um, I had to make a decision then. Okay, so am I going to just quit and go flip burgers? Or or am I going to get the training I need to be able to work with these kinds of issues? Because that's what interested me. That's what I was passionate about. So... um, Obviously, I took the latter, and uh, I, I did my first training, which was also one that you took with uh, Jerry Kine. Yes. The great and late. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's where I learned the fundamentals of regression hypnosis. From there, I went on. I did five-path training. I trained with Stephen Parkhill. Um, he's also the late great. Yes. Author of Answer Cancer. Um, incredible human being. Um Meridian tapping techniques, um, various energy techniques, on and on. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was just, I was just following my interest, you know. Uh, I would just, gee, I, that, that's interesting. And then I would find a way to utilize that in my, yeah. in my session work. But before I got into hypnosis and hypnotherapy, um, as I say, I owned a spiritual bookstore. And, and really, that just came out of a need to feed my habit. Um <laughs> for learning all things spiritual <laughs> and you know why pay retail <laughs> so I I opened a bookstore actually to be honest um, there, there I couldn't I couldn't get these kinds of books where I live the bookstores didn't carry it and there wasn't anything like that so I had to like get on a ferry and go to Vancouver and go to Banyan Books and load up the trunk of my car with reading material and that was expensive so I started a bookstore just to feed my habit (laughs) and so in that time I was introduced to a lot of different things Native American um, spirituality um, A Course in Miracles um, all kinds of different you know holistic healing practices energy based healing work um, and tarot mm-hmm. and I really got very passionate about learning tarot I still am I've been studying it now for well over 30 years and uh, um, in, and we had this little tiny bookstore with, I, I don't know, maybe six employees. It, I mean, it was really small. And uh, um, and we carried a, a, a huge selection of oracles. So everything from, you know, tarot and different. There's a company called U.S. Games, and they and they manufacture all these different oracles. And um, one day the, the representative for U.S. Games came in and said, come on, I'm taking you to lunch. So we went out, and uh, she says, I, I want to ask you a question how do you sell so many of these oracles? And I said, well, what do you mean? And she said, you are selling more of these oracles than one of our stores in Toronto in this little dirt water town that you live in. How do you do that? And I said, well, I don't know. Um, I just teach people how to use them across the counter. 
<laughs> that was it. So she she wanted me to do clinics for her, teaching people how to use these. So um, so this was something that I was really passionate about, and you know, just being passionate, I wanted to share that with people, and sh- so I would show them how to use them. So when I got into hypnosis, um, there was a really organic kind of a connection because hypnosis is about communicating with the subconscious level of mind. Tarot is just another way of communicating with subconscious information. And another one of my great passions since I was a teenager is dreams. Yeah. So I was paying attention to my dreams as a teenager, but it wasn't until I think 1988 that I actually learned how, uh, the first effective technique for interpreting your dreams because up until then I was using these dream interpretation dictionaries Books, yeah. you know a tooth is for this and right so I dreamt I had yeah. a tooth and I'd look it up and it would say okay you're gonna fall and break your leg yeah. now, I mean these dream dictionaries are not very useful They're, they they can be useful for gaining confirmation once you've done a dream interpretation but using them to kind of you know, interpret your dream is not that effective. So this technique that I learned is called the dream walk. And uh, that that's it. I was captured by it. And uh, I have been basically um, recording my dreams and interpreting them ever since. Mm-hmm. And dreams are direct communication from the subconscious level of mind. Mm-hmm. So many years later, I was attending um, a regression hypnosis boot camp. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is more of an advanced level where you're doing the emotional release work that goes with the regression yeah. work. And uh, uh, someone said to me, I don't know, we were having a discussion between, you know, sessions, class sessions, and someone, we were talking about something and I was explaining it. And someone said, Wendy, how, how come you get this? Like, how do you, you know, how do you understand this stuff? And I, I kind of had this moment where my brain just kind of went boom. And uh, I said, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to think about that. And then it occurred to me, it was dreams. I've been working with dreams the better part of my life. Mm -hmm. And it was, this is working directly with the subconscious level of mind. And so I'd already become acquainted with the territory of the subconscious mind. So that when I got into doing hypnosis, um, this, it was just a natural fit for me. I was already familiar with that territory, and I was just guiding people through it. Hmm. Well, I know that you've guided me through it a couple times in my life, but, uh, yeah, you're very good at it. So this is where m- maybe we can talk a little more about, you know, you don't have to tell them exactly how to do it, but it, know that it's available. That actually, you know, many people dream a lot mm-hmm. and everyone dreams all the mm-hmm. time, but memory of mm-hmm. the dream. And I think it's actually something and there's a, probably a learning part in that in, in keeping it. Once you start recording them, they become more remembered. Isn't that true or is that wrong? That's absolutely true. Yeah. You know, many people say, oh, I don't dream. Well, if you don't dream, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, we have three to five dreams each and every night and it's because the brain cycles through these you know the the sleep cycle and there's these uh, five different stages that we go through so we're going to have three to five dreams 
each and every night. The problem is not whether or not you're dreaming, it's whether or not you're remembering your dreams. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a simple law of mind. What you focus on, you get more of, right? Yes. If you're not paying attention to your dreams, then you're probably not going to remember yeah. them. You know, if the first thing you do when you wake up is hit the ground running, you know, getting your coffee and heading out the door to get to work, you're not allowing yourself enough time to let the dream drift up into consciousness. So if you want to have more dreams, then it's simply a matter of when you wake up, pause and ask yourself one simple question, where was I just? And often you'll have a little bit of a glimmer of something. It might not happen right away, but if you do this kind of habitually yeah. every, every time you awaken, what you'll find is that you'll start to remember something. Now, it might just be a fragment, might be a thought, might be a picture, might be a feeling, might be a song. Mm-hmm. My husband wakes up with a song every morning. And these are songs I I've do never that heard. I quite often. Right. Well, write it down. That's the next thing. Whatever you remember, write it down. Mm-hmm. Honoring the dream is honoring your subconscious mind and what it has to say. So even if you never interpreted a single dream, the simple task of writing it down helps to build rapport between the conscious and the subconscious levels of mind. Yep. And it's just like the old thing, you know, always it's the what the mind, what the subconscious mind will always give you what you want. So if you don't tell it you want it and give it some indication, it's not going to continue to grow. Well, I don't know that the subconscious mind will give you what you want. Most well, people that come to us for no, help. but I know, but that's because they don't tell them what they want in the right way or, you know, experiences. But if you want something definitely and you desire it, then... Um, That'll happen. If you're, looking, you. if you're looking for guidance, you can get that from an inner yeah. level. Doesn't mean it'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we may not always give the right thing. But there's many times you go to bed and you can't, you have an issue going on or a problem, and in the morning you wake up and you it's just right there. And that's very similar. It's made it may have come to you in a dream for all I know. But it's also the communication of the subconscious at that time. Well, and, it's like when you asked me to do this, I said, yeah. "Let me sleep on it." Yeah. I often do that because I trust my subconscious mind. So uh, um, I I did. I slept on it and I had a dream. Yeah. And the dream gave me the the two thumbs up. Great. Awesome. Thank goodness for that. (laughs) (laughs) So so we can go on break now and we can come back and talk about some more exciting things. Off to break then. Thanks. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. 
Hi, Inez Simpson here, the host of Hypnosis Everywhere on Voice America, and I'm here to give myself a plug. I want to plug three things that give me joy in my practice. First is working one-on-one with clients to work with them to get the outcome they desire. And as you know from the show, hypnosis covers a broad spectrum. And as a Voice America listener, I'm offering you a free consult. If you're curious or you feel hypnosis may help you and you want to find out more, go to inezsimpson.com and click on my client page. Second, mentoring. I love to work with hypnotists, new or who've been in the field for some time, and they want to change things up or move ahead or whatever it may be. You can find out everything at inezsimpson.com forward slash mentoring. Third thing, the Simpson Protocol. I'm passionate about teaching hypnosis and especially Simpson Protocol, which I teach around the world. And you can find out all about that at simpsonprotocol.com. Talk soon. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Inez, that's I N E S, at inezsimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Hypnosis Everywhere, and I'm with Wendy Weber, and of course, I'm your host, Inez Simpson, and we were just talking about dreams, so I'm just going to pass it right back to Wendy, and she can tell us some more. Well, how about if I gave you um, a quick and easy way to interpret a dream? That'd be awesome, actually. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the first thing, obviously, is to record your dream, and it's important that you record it as soon as you wake up. Um, the conscious mind like, is analytical. It's thinking and analyzing and reasoning. It uses logic, yeah. and the subconscious mind is irrational. So when you wake with a dream, the dream will not necessarily fit the conscious mind's agenda for reason and logic. The beginning can happen at the end. The middle can happen in the beginning. You know, the timing can be messed up. So this is important. When you write down your dream, write it down exactly as you remember it. Don't try to make sense of it. Don't try to figure it out. Don't let your conscious mind get in because it will mess it up. Okay, it's going to want to edit things. Don't let that happen. Just write it down exactly as you remember it. The second thing to do is write it down as if it was happening now, just like we do in a regression. Yeah. Okay? Yep. So it's all happening now. Instead of saying, oh, I was in an office looking out the window at the forest, you would say, I am in an office looking out a window at the forest. What this does is it helps the conscious mind associate back into the dream and it will allow more of the dream content to become aware to you. That's what we do in a regression session. Yeah, exactly. Once you have recorded the dream, you can come back to it later if you want because it's kind of like you put it in the freezer, right? It's preserved now. It's on paper. But you can come back to it when you want to interpret it and go through the dream and pick out the main item. So, for example, office. Mm -hmm. 
I might circle that, office, window, forest. These are the um, key elements in the setting. And this is just mm-hmm. the first part of the dream. It's giving me a setting, mm-hmm. right? So come up with three words for office. If this were your dream, what would your words be? Sheesh. Sheesh is the word because I never get that. I just go, ooh, an office. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is your See, office. So this give is my me, office. Give me three words. For my office? Right. Jeez, this is a test. I have no... Martin, get in here. I need you for this. <laughs> what are three words for office? Your workplace, your uh, human That's place. true. Okay, now I get the idea. See? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yes, I, I, would, I would definitely say the place where healing happens. Okay. Yeah? Okay, so you just want to come up with three words. Work. Work. Healing. Heal. Give me one. Oh, more. okay. Uh, and change. Change. Okay. Yeah. So uh, now I'm looking out a window. This yeah. is your window. What's a window? It's a window. An, an eye to um, what you see through. Yes. Right? A way of looking at the way world. of looking at the world. How yeah. about an outlook? An outlook. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Okay. And the next word is forest. Forest. What's a forest? Many trees. Okay, what's a tree? A tree is plants. What's a plant? (laughs) Energy. What kind of energy? Well, that's always an interesting thing. I mean, I know that uh, I get into the, you know, energy of the trees. You don't feel it for a while, and then suddenly there is a different energy, but I don't know what you'd call it. Okay. Because each tree does definitely feel different, okay. right? And, you know, you're bringing up a really good point for mm-hmm. me right now. And that is that it, this is your dream. Yeah. And therefore, tree has all the meaning that it holds for you. you. For me, I would say I'm looking at a forest. A forest is growth. It's a place of life. It's uh, rooted. It's alive. Yeah. Um, it could even represent the unconscious. Yes. You know, the deep, dark forest. But for you... Yeah. It's a feeling. It is a feeling. It's, yeah. a, it's a felt sense, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So you bring those together and you say, I'm in a place of work and energy and healing. Mm-hmm. And my outlook or my view on life yeah. is fill in the blank. Pretty energetic and feeling. Right. Obviously. Having yeah. a felt sense. Mm-hmm. It's hard to describe. Yeah, that's right? pretty interesting because you know me and I am pretty sort of kinesthetic and it's, everything is about yes. feeling. Yes. So that really brings it down because that's why sometimes I actually have a little issue trying to figure that out because it's too logical somehow right. for me. But if you looked that up in a dream dictionary, you yeah. wouldn't come up with that, you see. No. Now, that's only the first Yeah. What? Seven, seven words of the, first, the dream, right? Yeah. And the, the dream is like, it, dreams are like stories coming from your subconscious mm-hmm. mind. And so you can work your way through the entire story, and it's like translating Greek into English. Yeah, because there's really no language once you get to that level. So it's a translation right. of what we're, how our subconscious uh, gives information, right? Right. I was going to say how it speaks, but it's not really the right term. Yeah, so, you know, but many times when I dream, personally, I'll have something, I'll have it really strong, and because I am don't have the pen and paper there or whatever, I'll say, I'm going to remember this, and I talk to myself about it, and this is this, and by the time I wake up again, it's gone, right? Yeah. So if you I are serious about this, if you're serious about dreaming, <laughs> write, it down. Down, write it down, be, right, right away. 
Yeah. Um, if you wake from a dream and it's the middle of the night you, and you don't want to write the whole thing down, what you can do is you don't even have to open your eyes. Just have a pad and a, uh, and a pen next to your, to your bedside. Just reach over and write down the keywords. Yeah. Okay. So with that dream, it would have been office, window forest um you know and and the most important thing to record is how am i feeling when this is happening you know it's same it's very hypnotic too i mean we're always looking for what the feeling we're not thinking about we're not working with the rational analytical mind we that's what the whole bypass of the critical factors about right well what we want to do is get that rational conscious mind working in harmony with the emotional subconscious mind because when those two parts of us are in harmony that's when we feel our best we feel awesome we feel aligned and grounded and you know we have a sense of confidence in ourselves perfect now um before we get too far because we can always sneak back to the dream I want to just now just focus a little bit for a hypnotist for a moment because we've been talking to everybody and I just want you to tell what what's what's your project lately I know you're on something right now oh yeah (laughs) this is taking me a lot longer than I thought it would Um, I have many many years of of, um, developing systems I'm a very systematic thinker Um, and I've developed systems for um, building a practice everything from um, you know client attraction to um, setting and this is for regression hypnosis too so the key to successful regression hypnosis is set up it's all about setting up and when you're just starting out you don't feel really confident you're not confident in your abilities because let's face it you got yeah. no experience yeah, right? that's right <laughs> you come out of the classroom you got a bunch of scripts and protocols yeah. you don't really know what you're doing um and uh, you know and it can be kind of intimidating to go out and get your first regression client yes you know it's it's not too hard to do the the direct suggestion work but when it comes to doing the therapeutic work um you know that requires skill and it you know yeah, gaining practice. experiences is just yeah. you know can take some time yeah. so what I did to kind of make it easier for me so that I could measure my um, my results and uh, uh, repeat the things that worked and not repeat the things that weren't working I developed systems so what I've been doing is basically doing a brain dump I'm downloading everything that's been in my head mm-hmm. into a series of programs and I'm putting them on Udemy Mm-hmm. So I have nine courses. Each one is a, a, a short course that is part of a complete system. And these are all specifically for um, building a regression hypnosis practice. So we'll have those on our show page, the start of them. And then as, as you finish them, because there's a few more to go. It's a work um, in progress. Yeah, we'll just yeah. add them on for you. Okay? Thank you. Yeah. So that's great. And, and I really think... The whole regression thing, because that's where we both come from, is that it's very important just to be present. And the first time you ever do it, it's not an easy thing to practice with your family or your friends. (laughs) So you have to go out and get some kind of strangers who are willing to work with you for a bit. And you can get this done. Because usually, if you're too close to the person, they're not going to... And they might not even believe in hypnosis. And, you know, you've got to want... Somebody has to want to do hypnosis. 
So, but once you know that they learn how easy regression is, and that it's just there, right in the you know that yeah. flick of touching right into the subconscious, then we get that. And uh, you teach that very well. And I mean, that's part of what I do in mentoring too, is I help hypnotists with that. So we're, both of us are on the same page, and we always move forward, mm-hmm. even though we're very different. As Wendy is very structured, and I'm sort of a winger. Loose cannon, watch out, here she comes, right? But that's it. That's great because we attract the right kind of clients for us. Mm-hmm. And we've got a couple minutes left, so I really want you to just to get together anything else you want them to know or else just go back to finish the dream stuff. But I, 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 there's also a, you want to talk about your book. Um, that's that's a work in progress. I yeah. wrote a book um, about eight years ago yeah. called The Devil's, Devil's Therapy, and it's it's um, a, you know a systematic approach to doing regression hypnosis. I'm a person that needs to know why. Why do you do what you do when you do it? Mm-hmm. That's how I learn. Mm-hmm. Um, telling me how to do something doesn't isn't doesn't work. So this is what I teach. Okay. So I will be re-releasing the okay. devil's therapy when I get around to it. That's great. But right now I've got to get all this other stuff out of my brain into these programs and up on Udemy. Wonderful. Well, I really thank you for coming, Wendy. It's been fun as usual. Didn't get my tarot done. Next time. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> so, but the dream thing has been very good. And I'm really, we haven't talked about dreams on this show before. So I really thank you for bringing that topic up. And I'm just going to... We're going to break. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here, the host of Hypnosis Everywhere on Voice America, and I'm here to give myself a plug. I want to plug three things that give me joy in my practice. First is working one-on-one with clients to work with them to get the outcome they desire. And as you know from the show, hypnosis covers a broad spectrum. And as a Voice America listener, I'm offering you a free consult. If you're curious or you feel hypnosis may help you and you want to find out more, go to InezSimpson.com and click on my client page. Second, mentoring. I love to work with hypnotists, new or who've been in the field for some time, and they want to change things up or move ahead or whatever it may be. You can find out everything at inezsimpson.com forward slash mentoring. Third thing, the Simpson Protocol. I'm passionate about teaching hypnosis and especially Simpson Protocol, which I teach around the world. And you can find out all about that at simpsonprotocol.com. Talk soon. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN.
listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Inez. That's I-N-E-S at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back. And I've actually asked Wendy to stay because this dream thing has really got me going. And we want to talk about a little bit about dreams some more. And I'm just going to put you in charge. (laughs) Well, let's start with what is a dream? Yeah, what is a dream? From my perspective, dreams, a dream is direct communication from the subconscious mind. It's a story we tell ourselves about ourselves in the privacy of our own mind. Mm-hmm. What could be more interesting than that? <laughs> and yet, you know, I've talked to hypnosis practitioners and I'll, and I'll say, you know, do you pay attention to their dreams? And they go, oh, dreams, you know, and they don't really recognize the value of this. And yet, that's what we do. We work with the subconscious level of mind. I know. It's it's really very important, I think, because if someone tells me that they have had a, a dream, if they tell me about it, then I'll be interested in asking the subconscious where that's why we need to know about that and yeah. all that kind of stuff. What are you trying stuff. to tell me? Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you're a hypnosis practitioner, working with your own dreams can really help you to develop your own skill as a healing practitioner. Uh, And that is because you are developing a relationship with your own subconscious mind. You're paying attention to what it has to say. You're honoring what that feeling part of your mind has to say. And you're acquainting yourself with the territory of your own mind. Now, if you're going to guide someone else through the, the, the valley of the shadow yeah. of their own fears, right, and, <laughs> and emotions, mm-hmm. wouldn't it be a good idea to familiarize yourself with, the, with that the territory in yeah. the first place? Of course. So, um, so this can help to develop your confidence in guiding a client because you're, you develop a kind of a sixth sense for, for where they're taking you. And I think, you know, uh, we, we tend to create the subconscious as a person to us because when we're talking, that's how we talk. But when you give honor to that subconscious, you tell it that you're, you're paying attention then you'll get more and more information. Well, we're talking about all things hypnosis here, too. Mm -hmm. And it's a bit of a misnomer when we talk about bypassing the critical function Mm -hmm. and getting into the subconscious mind. It's important to understand that it's one mind. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's it's not like we've, you know, we have this fragmented kind of, (laughs) you know, mental space. It's one mind. Yeah. But it, but it, functions that it, it performs different functions it's like you got two arms that you know your left hand and your right hand work differently but it's one body so the subconscious mind is that feeling part of us and it communicates to mm-hmm. us um through the language of images and emotions and these stories that are emerging when we wake up can be really fascinating i mean i i have epic movies sometimes that i wake up with and it's you know they're they're fascinating and i get really good guidance i'll tell you if you want to 
tap into your own inner guidance, your own wise mind, your own Mm -hmm. internal source of spiritual support or whatever you want to call it. This is it. Yeah. Pay attention to your dreams. It's the easiest way to do it. You don't have to become, you know, a a psychic guru or anything. Just listen to what your subconscious mind has to say to you. Yeah, it's really good. I just... I know sometimes I wake up and 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 if it's one of that's just before you wake up and I'll still have it there, but it, for me it, because of that feeling being very strong, I usually get the feeling of what the dream's all about already. I may not know exactly, yeah. but I know what it's yeah. all about in some way. Well, the thing about dreams is that they're not they're not black and white. There's mm-hmm. not just one interpretation. Dreams actually communicate on multiple levels. And so you will have that level, which yeah. is the emotional felt sense, like, ah, I know that's a yes or that's yeah. a no or, yeah. or that's the next step I need to take. Yeah. And that's fine. But, you know, we, we're living in this kind of... Um, a holographic universe you know it's fractal and so you can look at the dream through different lenses it's one story that window. but it's your story exactly through that window we're looking at it's your outlook on your life and so we can look at it through different lenses um, and that's the interpretive process so you know when we started out with I'm in my office well if that were my dream then I would say okay so this is talking about my work mm-hmm. because that's the setting that the dream is using to me so that's the most logical right yeah. so that's where I would start but I might also discover that this story is also true in a, a relationship issue that I might be working on or it could be speaking to a health issue that I'm dealing with because we're also talking about energy and we're talking about healing yeah. so you see we it could be talking to all three at the same time yeah so I often will go through a dream and look at it through a different lens and I'll, you know, kind of find more dust bunnies in there to, to get clarity <laughs> on. Well, I think I'll have to, if you ever put it on a, dr- a dream workshop again, I think you'll have me in the audience. Thank you. I'm working <laughs> because on it. It'll be pretty fun. So, you know, anything hypnosis, and I keep getting this to this, it's really important for the, everyone out there to understand that there's so many facets so many ways that your subconscious works it works daily and it's always there so your awareness is very important and i keep stressing this every time the more you understand what you're telling yourself and how you're telling yourself and keeping it in a positive light and learning how the real language of the mind works the more you'll go ahead now we're coming to the end of the show already and i know that's really fast but i you know i'm so very excited that this is our second season and i know i said that at the beginning but i just got to stress it so we'll be back we'll be covering all kinds of hypnotic subjects for the regular population for a little bit for hypnosis and of course at the end we usually give you tools and i've let wendy give you some tools here to get you started and I really want to thank you, and I want to really thank you, Wendy, again, because Pleasure. it's been fun, and it's been great, because it's been a totally different topic today, and I love that. And now I'm just going to say goodbye to my audience, and thank you very much for being here, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition of Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol with host Inez Simpson. We can't wait to have you join us again next week. 